Welcome to the Gay Pride Podcast with your host, Gabriel Webster. And today's guest, it's me. <laughs> Nice. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. It's been a while, but thanks for tuning in to the Gabe Pride Podcast. Before I begin, shout out to Matt Peterson, Matt Pataglia, and M. Austin Barnes, all who helped make this podcast work, and I wouldn't be able to do what I do without them. To get into it, I have a lot to cover. It's been a little while. Uh, on the last podcast, I talked about that SpongeBob was coming, and then it happened, and it was amazing. I needed a little while, and even longer than I thought, to kind of Mentally and physically and emotionally recover. That's the thing I think people don't really understand or think about when you're doing a show is you come together with this group of people and you get to know them throughout the process of being together like three nights a week. And then you perform together, which depending on the show you do, can be a super emotional thing or super like fun thing. This one was a super fun one. And then it's over And you don't know what to do because you don't have those people in your life physically the same way that you did before. And it's, I don't know, it's something to get over and something to get through, you know. But very fortunately, this production was super special. I know I talked about it on this podcast a couple times and just how great it was and how great each and every person that was a part of the show was and how funny and talented and just what a good experience it was. So final shout out to the cast of Spongebob just for being a part of my life and and everyone who came out to see it. That was super cool to see so many family and friends um, even travel to come to see the show. So shout out to all of you for doing that. This podcast, I don't really know where it's going to go. I was kind of on the storytelling trip for a while and some of the stories I told were really emotional and really deep and some were kind of funny and different people liked different things. So over the past times that I've been kind of sitting and not doing podcasts, I've been thinking. And a couple of times so far, I've tried to record things that maybe I didn't feel like were the best things to put out or stories that I didn't feel like kind of showcased what I could do in a storytelling way the best. So I didn't put them out. So I apologize for that. Um, but we're coming and we're going to talk about a bunch of different things today. Um, so yeah. Before I really dive deep, I want to say a shout out and a super shout out to somebody, to a company that has done a great bunch of things for me the past couple of times or months we've been doing this podcast is GFG. Shout out to GFG up in Kennett Square. They're doing amazing things. They're making their own syrups now, which is super cool. Um, they got a whole like fall lineup of drinks. They do catering events, everything and anything you could possibly want or need. Check out GFG up in Kennett Square. If you're going up in kind of like a fall day, Check them out. Um, there's kind of stores all over the forefront of the area, and it's a great place to kind of be and see and um, and chill out. So check out GFG. Their Instagram is gfg.ks, and look them up. Good friends of the pod. All right. So uh, I'm going to do something a little different today. I got my phone set up. And the story that I'm going to tell, and not really story, but kind of breakdown that I want to break down and into, is something I want to be recorded, because I'm trying to figure it out in the best possible way. Because um, I've had a lot of thoughts about this specific thing, and and I know I speak my heart more than I kind of t- say it 
other ways in this podcast, so I'm going to try and do my best to do that. Some people like thunderstorms, right? Um, It's just a thing that people like. I am not one of those people, but I can understand the appeal of them. The rain, thunder, like it's a beautiful thing to hear, especially if you're inside, like tapping on the the roof, the ceiling, whatever. Um, People really like it. And I was always terrified of them as a kid. Like it scared me. And we used to have a dog, shout out Sammy. Um, And Sammy used to be terrified of them too. So it was always like an event when thunderstorms happen. And we haven't really had one in a while. Uh, But I was sitting out the other night um, watching this bonfire that I had made. And I saw a bunch of lightning. And I wasn't really scared of it because it was far off. And this analogy, which is going to hopefully work in story form, came to my mind. I grew up kind of in a thunderstorm. Um, Something that from the outside maybe looked cool or looked beautiful or looked inspiring. Um, But for no one, and to no one's fault, inside of the thunderstorm, the rain, the lightning, and the very large amounts of thunder that often reverberated from the walls was something that wasn't the most pleasant to be a part of. Um, And I talked about my brother pretty much openly. um, And one of the big reasons that the thunderstorm happened oftentimes was because of him. And I don't mean to... to, um, to shit on the dead, I guess, but there was a lot of abuse that went on in my growing up times. Uh, whether And it would be, like, scary, I guess. It was a scary place to grow up, my house, my, like, household type thing. And it was, like, a place I never felt comfortable or felt okay being at. I wouldn't bring friends over, really. I'd always go to friends' houses. I never... I don't think I ever had a birthday party here. I might be lying about that. And my mom, if she ever sees this, will be sure to call me out. But I don't think I ever did. And it was because I was afraid. Super vulnerability, but I was afraid to have people over. Afraid to... Because I didn't know what thunder and lightning might occur from Teddy that day. And now Teddy's almost been dead for four years. And it's just beginning to now get that kind of home feeling. Um, And now I shouldn't be living at home anymore. I'm 23 living in my parents' house. But it it is legitimately the first time I felt like my house is a home in my entire life. Um, this week I've had two different groups of friends over, and that's the most I've ever had in my entire life, which seems maybe sad or weird or like, oh, I don't have any friends, but I've always had friends. They've I've always either gone to their house or we've gone out and done something. And it was something I didn't, never really thought about really until last night when I was sitting around a fire with a bunch of people from SpongeBob and we were just talking and sharing stories and, sh- and spilling some tea and doing all the things that friends do. And I was like, I've never had this experience before. And everybody had said, they're like, oh, you need to like have more people over. Like you need to do this stuff more. And a couple of days before when I had Thomas and my friend Eli over, um, 
I the same thing that was said. Oh, this is a great setup in the backyard. Like you should have people over more often. And it was something that like I don't know. It was it it was it it touched me because it was like oh people want to be around me. That's cool, I guess. Um, but it was also kind of wild that it was like the first time or first and I guess second time that I had welcomed people over and I was like worried about the little things of like hosting and, and, um, I didn't really have money really, you know? So it was like, I didn't really have money to go out and get things for people or, or do things for people, but I tried to be as hospital as possible as you can, um, balling on a budget that budget being not much, but it was super cool. And I guess that's the best way to put it, to have people that you care about share space and you feel comfortable to open it up to them. I don't know. I'm probably saying this in a way that makes no sense, in a way that might be weird to tell, especially publicly, but it's reality, and I think that reality is is what people need to hear. So, that's that. I've officially unpaused or paused my phone from recording because I don't like that. <laughs> I don't think that's what I want to put out into the world in a video form. I'll type something up and it'll seem super, I guess, professional or whatever, but it's not going to be that. Not that exactly. Same sentiment, but I don't know. I would get weird sometimes about the things that I put out. Um, and I don't know. Like, I don't I don't mean to, to, to talk like I'm something bigger or better than I am. But I um, people do talk to me a lot. They're like, oh, I really like what you put out. Or they talk to my parents, which is kind of weird. Be like, oh, Gabe's posts or the things that he says or writes are really powerful. Which is very nice, but... I never really mean them to be powerful, and I don't really want them to be powerful. I just say what I think or say what I feel, and it's just what I think. It's not necessarily to make anybody think. It's just what comes out of my brain either comes out of my mouth or comes through the typings of my thumbs or fingers into a computer or phone. But one thing that I've kind of thought has been weird, and I've wanted to get people's opinions on, and maybe if you're listening to this and you have an opinion, feel free to reach out to me, is the comments that I get um, on Facebook and on Instagram and and on the different social medias. I'm not a good comment person. I just looked at my phone. I have 222 unread text messages, and none of them I am avoiding. Like, there's no text messages in there that I'm like, oh, like... I don't want, like, a nasty text message that I'm, like, putting off until later or someone that I'm trying to avoid. Like, none of it's that. I just am not good at the the everyday communication part of it. I think that's what makes podcasting, or I guess if I'm podcast, I don't know what this is. It's more like a, a life blog that I put out into the world and a couple people listen to. But I don't know if... I think this is the best medium for me because it's me spilling my thoughts out and and hoping people hear me, um, whereas in conversation, I guess it's a little more, um, I don't know if listening-based is the right way to talk about it, because I am a good listener. Like I listen to people and I hear people, but I don't 
really take it all in. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Like reading comprehension, maybe. I always was terrible at that at school, but I think that's because I didn't really read the directions. Directions were never like a thing for me. Um, but yeah, this medium is really good because I can openly share things that are harder to talk about in conversation. I don't remember exactly where I was going with that, and maybe that's a positive thing. Who knows? So yeah, life has been moving. Life is it's been moving and shaking and in positive ways. A lot of really cool things that I'm excited about, and I'm going to talk about them now because maybe I'll be able to look back and in a couple months or really in a couple weeks, life will have drastically changed in some of these ways. So SpongeBob was really cool because... It has opened up a couple different opportunities to me that I wouldn't have had if I didn't do the show, which I wasn't expecting to happen, but has now happened. I remember the first rehearsal, and I might have talked about it on this podcast, um, but the guy playing Squidward in the show, shout out Rob Tucker, um, he talked to me at one of the first couple rehearsals about like doing teaching or working at a school, and just that he thought I was a pretty genuine person, and that my personality would work well in the school system so I thought about it and then my therapist and a couple other trusted friends and family said that they could see me doing that too so I put in an application I didn't really hear anything until backstage at a a performance of Spongebob someone in the show was like hey I'll hire you on the spot and I was like hmm well that sounds like a job offer and um, I need a job so let's roll with it and so I accepted it, and I'm super excited um, to be working um, for Harvard County Public Schools, doing a couple cool things with them, and hopefully it'll evolve into a couple more cool things. So on that front, I walked into a show jobless and walked out with a job. And once again, it was just a super honoring experience, audience-wise, because everyone seemed to like what I did. And of what I did in the show was me. Um like improv and kind of making up dumb stuff and saying dumb stuff and hoping people laughed. Uh, but I had a couple different people that are directing different projects and doing different things reach out to me and invite me to come be a part of their shows or come to audition. That's the correct way to say it. audition to be a part of their shows. And that was super validating too. Cause it was like, Oh wow. People seem to like me for me. Cause obviously I was playing like patchy the pirate in the show, but a lot of the lines and a lot of like the characterisms and mannerisms that I did were just like a, a dr- dramatized me, which is already pretty dramatic. But it was cool to feel liked uh, in that way. And it had been a long time since I did a show and got that feeling of being liked. So that was dope. Um, and one was even a professional show too. And that was kind of dope to see where that opportunity hopefully becomes a thing. Uh, and if it doesn't, then I'll look back on this and... I'll know that it didn't happen, I guess. So, another thing that I don't really want to be a story, and I'm not going to tell a story because it's it's just not something that needs to be told publicly, but it's another kind of concept that I came up with in the past couple weeks that I have been not putting on a podcast every week, is that some people just need a humbling experience in their life. A humbling experience um, to show them who they are, what they're made of, and maybe that they're doing things that they're not made of, if that makes sense. Uh, and I think in performing and entertainment, it's it's 
harder maybe to go through them because it usually happens in a big way. Whether it be like on a large scale like Hollywood or even in community theater, I think there's this like this mindset, this egotistical mindset that many people can fall into, myself included, that we're like better than people or that we're better because of the things that we've done and not treating people like people or treating them less than or treating other people more than just because of their accomplishments, which I don't think is right. Um, there should be like a baseline for everyone. And of course, if you get to know the person more and you like them more, that that line moves, but you should never like lower somebody just because or lower or higher that baseline just because of someone's accomplishments. There should always be like, I don't know if that makes sense, but I hopefully am getting my point across. And in performing, it's weird because, I don't know, with guys, especially community theater, there aren't that many guys usually. And so it's easier for guys to get parts than girls in community theater and kind of in theater in general, I think. Not that guys don't have to work hard, not that guys don't have to do stuff to progress and to educate themselves and to like educate their talent and and work, but um, at least at least at this level, if you're a boy and you can somewhat carry a tune and you can somewhat move, you're gonna get leads for sure, and that will get to your head. Um, and I think any guy in theater will tell you if they're being honest that it's either gotten to their head or they had an experience that should have gotten to their head or maybe they're just a super humble person and maybe it doesn't apply to them who knows but I was saying that I think everyone kind of needs a humbling experience and I had mine I've had a couple (laughs) but I had the mine in performing a couple years ago where I just acted like a fool and acted like an idiot and said a lot of things that I didn't mean and said a lot of things to people that shouldn't have been said or done or, and you know, um, and you have to take time to kind of get introspective and get, and really like get to the bottom of why you do the things that you do, which for me I've learned is a really exciting thing to do. And it's just an exciting experience because you're getting to know yourself better and you're going to learn to hopefully overcome situations in the future where those things could pop up. Those like ego burns or whatever could come up and you kind of just like humble yourself before you get humbled. And yeah, it's just, it's a life thing that maybe everyone just needs to kind of go through. So therapy is a big part of it. And I think that's why I have loved therapy so much is because it is the process of getting better through introspectively looking at the things that you've done working through the traumas and working through like the the peaks and seeing where you fit and where your mind takes you about all of them and this past week I had a super cool or and the word isn't cool because it was a very emotional experience but I really liked it I went to therapy with my parents um and and not like I went to their therapy session, but they came to mine <laughs> and they were like, oh, we're going to talk to your therapist. And I was like, okay, <laughs> is something wrong? At the time I was at SpongeBob like every day from the time I woke up till after the time that they went to bed. So I hadn't even seen him in two weeks. So I knew I didn't do anything. I wasn't like doing anything wrong or doing something that they didn't want me to do because they had no clue what I was doing. Um, but I... 
I agreed to it just because I was like, this is going to be, I knew. I knew from the moment they said it, this is going to be a super emotional experience, something that will be have the opportunity to kind of shape and do different things with what goes on. Um, but I wasn't sure exactly how or why that would come across. And I was right. We went and we sat down and my therapist has his book in his office and it's the most amazing book because every day it has like a, a phrase or like a segment for the day where it's like a life lesson. I kind of want to do a book like that. I don't know if people would ever read it where I like for 300, it's like 365 life lessons and I read them every single time I go in. And they usually have some kind of correspondence or my mind makes them have some kind of correspondence to what I'm going through. And this particular day, it was about crying and the the emotional gains that crying can have. It's like, it's like letting yourself heal physically, kind of. You're just like letting out like the toxins of the trauma or whatever. And it's it's like a big exhale, kind of. Letting out the bad and taking in the new, I guess. Um, or that's what this, the sentiment was. That was the life lesson of the day pretty much. And I was like, Hmm, okay, well I ain't cried in a minute. And about a couple of minutes later, I was in the, I was in the therapist's office just crying my eyes out just about life. And, um, some of the fears that I have fears that I know I've talked about on this podcast fears that will definitely come up again. Um, the biggest one being like this Peter Pan, um, Peter Pan performance that I put on in my mind, um, where I don't want to grow up. I think it's the most terrifying in the world to me to grow up, and I don't really know why, and I don't think it's necessarily good, but it's not necessarily bad. Um, but it's something that's always kind of scared me, is not wanting to or growing up without really doing something. I don't like the idea of being old. It's always scared me. Um, I used to say that I wanted to die young because I was afraid to die old. And I still kind of feel that in a different way and a much less, in a much less morbid way. Um, and there's definitely a way to get old without becoming old. If, if that makes sense. And hopefully that's what I get to become. But it is a scary thing getting older, whether it be like just the numbers increasing or, or as the numbers increasing, the, the, the clock ticking down type of thing or the responsibilities that come with getting older. But for whatever reason, I've always kind of shied away from the idea of, of growing up. And so we talked about that in therapy and I'm still working on that one. It's a deep kind of personal trauma or personal thing for me and it's something I'm looking forward to getting to the bottom of and hopefully um, finding my neverland and why I never want to get a go away from it so that was something we talked about we talked about positive things a lot of positive things that my therapist and in my parents eyes I'm a super creative person but I can't get out of my own way which is something I talked about on social media um, and that it's another fear of mine. I, and it's not, I guess, a fear. It's like this hurdle, this object in my way of, but it's me, which is kind of, it's like almost like looking in a mirror 
and trying to make the mirror move without you moving. I know it's in a bunch of movies and it's like a super... I think the Marx Brothers did it the first time. I, even, I think it's Duck Soup, but I might be wrong about that. I remember I watched it in my like history of film class and I was like, oh, that's where that came from. Because it's done in a bunch of different things. But you are your biggest supporter in the sense that no one else is going to inspire you like you can. And ultimately, no one else can beat you up like you can either. And so when you stand in your own way, it's like trying to move a mountain with a hand. Like, it's kind of not really possible. Um, But that's something I've been going through. And I don't know if that's depression or anxiety or, or what that really is for me. But I just feel like the world is out in front of me. And I'm the only thing that's in my way from achieving the dreams that I have. And that's something too. I don't really know what my dreams are. Uh, I have a lot and pretty big ones, but I need to plan how to make them happen. And that's like the next step in the world of getting better and, and growing is planning out how I want to do the things that I do or things that I desire, you know? Um, so I'm working on that. That's another thing that I'm trying to plan to Find a way to get better at this whole podcast is about getting better and and going through the things that that make you you. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I've been talking about. I don't even really know what I've said. Uh, this is definitely gonna be the one I've been putting out. I'm gonna put out because I've been putting it off for too long. Uh, thank you for tuning into my talks, my craziness. Hopefully, you find something in it, and if you don't. I may just understand why uh, these ramblings are are rolling and and um, maybe it's sometimes too real to be out there. But hey, you got to get better some way. And this is just my way. Thank you.